You are listening to Career Up Now Socially Distanced Close-Ups. Let's jump in on the conversation. I'm a manager of commercial analytics. Yeah, it's interesting because when I looked you up on uh, LinkedIn, you know, mm-hmm. and even what it said in the, in the uh, sheet they gave us, you know, it said um, consumer products anal- uh, analytical specialist. Like, mm-hmm. what does that mean? And what do you do? <laughs> so um, what it means is it means that I'm, a, I'm kind of in a niche. Um, so, because the word analyst can mean a lot of things in a lot of different industries, and oftentimes now it means using SQL and coding and R and Python. That's not what I do at all. Um, so, what I do is I use syndicated data, which um, is basically coming from the cash register tapes of retailers. Okay. So, anything from like a Walmart to um, a 7-Eleven or Walgreens or Kroger, Safeway, like things, any, any type of retailer and they sell their, they somehow like provide their data to the AC Nielsen company and then also to their competitor and companies like mine purchase the data and then hire people like me to look at not just our products, but what our competitors are doing, what the broader category is, like what's happening there. We analyze promotions, look for distribution opportunities, um, pricing, and things like that. And so um, I've been doing this for a really long time, and I really like it. Um, And then the other piece of it is consumer. So we look at, like, you've probably heard of the household panel, the Nielsen household panel. So um, we purchase insights um, that are gleaned from people in the um, U.S., household panels so so that we can know like who's buying the product how old they are what their income is ethnicity education and so forth and then that helps um, companies like mine target and um, figure out who's buying the products right so do you do this specifically for brick and mortar stores like do you guys not really use um are you not looking at online sales or or online consumer behavior as much is it because it's specifically for like how to better promote uh, to retail, you know, at the retail level in store. Or yeah. Is so so far? Um, in past companies that I've been with, they've done a little tiny bit of that. They they actually sell through Nielsen um, Amazon sales, so you can look at that. Um, but my current company only sells at retail and then an in, in internal website. Nothing on Amazon. Nothing on you know places where the wrong people might be able to buy it. So, um, but yeah, so I, but I primarily do brick and mortar. Um, and cause there's still, even though there's so much going on online, there's still so much that happens in the day-to-day transactions that people have in the stores. Yeah. And I just, I know we were not supposed to talk a lot about the vaping thing, but I feel like mm-hmm. that's one of those personal experiences. There's so many vape stores and people want to, I don't know if you guys, if Jewel sells in vape stores, but the people that I know that vape, they like hang out at their little vape shops <laughs> yeah like it's yeah. just something they don't want to buy online or something right right yeah <laughs> I so I don't get to see um in my particular job I don't have visibility to that because because Nielsen and their competitor don't sell or even capture sales that are coming from like these niche channels okay so I don't get to see it so um I I don't most of 
but in the past, um, most of what I've done has been um, like for other large companies, like mm -hmm. say for Advil and razor category, Oikos yogurt, like things like that. I've done a lot with food, drug, and mass channels. So are you um, making recommendations to your clients, things that they should do or change or adapt based on consumer behavior analytics? Sometimes. Um, a, a lot of times what I did um, and sometimes do now is I'm reporting on what has happened and how well we're performing in okay. certain on, on, against certain metrics. In the past, I've done presentations that got seen by, say, like the Walmart category buyers, um, they, like on behalf of different brands, and, and I would show what's happening in their category and make recommendations, planogramming, but I haven't done that for a while. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's more like I'm the eyes and ears of the category and, and more of a consultant rather than trying to pitch something over something else. You're, the, you're, more, you're, you're monitoring it. Exactly. Oh. Like I, I, I always say I'm the news reporter. <laughs> so, because um, that's really what I am. Like in, on Monday morning, my reports go out that I prepped Sunday night when the numbers are fresh. <laughs> and that's, that's the news. How do we do? So, um, okay. yeah. and that's, you know, in, in the end, I think that's what a company wants to know, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it's an, it's an adjunct of sales, actually. Okay. So right. it, even though it's analytics and looking at consumer things, like a mar marketing might take the data on the household panel and they're really looking at it with a different lens than mm -hmm. I am. So I'm looking at it more with the relationship to the retailer and being able to, like in things in the past, I've been able to show them, okay, you're leaking certain categories to these other retailers. Or when the consumer has this item in their basket, this is how much they're spending versus when they don't. And so it's valuable to have that consumer. So Whereas it's kind of financial strategy, sales strategy. Yeah, it's, it's all sales. Um, yeah, so it's, it's interesting though, like all the things. You know, have you always had this interest in consumer products? Is that what led you? Like, what was your career path? I graduated like right after a recession in 92, late 92. Right. And so I was just like, give me a job. I'll go anywhere. I want to get out of Tucson where I was raised. I'll do anything. <laughs> and I, I was really lucky to get an internship with, um, it was called at the time Whitehall Robbins or Whitehall Labs. It was then owned by American Home Products, which became Wyeth, which is now Pfizer. But back at that time, it was this little independent company that made like Advil, Preparation H, Chopstick, Rope Dust, and a bunch of brands. And I had majored in marketing and entrepreneurship. So I wanted to go into marketing, but that wasn't even available to, you know, a kid coming out of Tucson with an undergraduate degree. It wasn't going to really happen. <laughs> so I took this a job basically in sales, like field sales, going from store to store, um, and I enjoyed it, and it was exciting. Um, then I went into headquarters sales, and I did not like that at all. It was very cutthroat and um, very, like, mm -hmm. a lot of negotiating and not a lot of fun, and so <laughs> I didn't care for it. And I actually almost moved to Israel, but then it, at the time, an opening came up in the field that I'm in now, um, which at that time was called category management. I took it and I moved to Southern California and I just like knew like this is everything that I love because it was creative, analytic, and I was going to headquarters, but I didn't have to do the closing <laughs> negotiations. I was just a consultant. So I loved it. Um, and I stayed with it until I got married and had my first child. Then I left 
And I, I left for 10 years and then I only did volunteer work for the Jewish Federation and, and Jewish schools and so forth and never planned to go back. That's the surprise <laughs> to this. Um, and I, I was, but I always in the back of my mind, like kind of missed it, but there was no reason at the time for me to like pursue a career doing that because I had all these other phil philanthropic interests right. and a family. Um, and then after I got divorced about 10 years, almost 10 years ago, and then I went back in because my resume said, this is what I do. I'm like, let's see okay. if I can do it. And, and I did. So, um, and I, and now I've been doing this longer than I did that first time around. So while it would be appealing to do other things, I don't even know what I would be able to get a job in. So when you get really good at something and it comes naturally, it just, it makes it more fun, you know, mm -hmm. cause you, cause you're confident. You don't have to go in and say, well, I've never done this before, but I swear I'm really smart. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like I, I have uh, running against me, my age. So I have uh -huh. to just not say, okay, I'm going to be an apprentice. To some and, and now I'm a rare breed in that I'm like a, an expert level on all the different platforms in, within my niche. And that's, that was actually really valuable to the company that just hired me because they use everything. You get to sort of, you know, look at markets and what's going on. Like, is it, is it what part of your job do you like the most? Like what, because you said you really enjoy it. Yeah, I do. I, I never, like now I don't want that dream job anymore because I, because I see the marketing people and they mm -hmm. everything is measured based on the, the success of whatever campaign they're doing. Right. Uh -huh. And I don't have that kind of measurement. I am the measurer. So <laughs> I actually like, I like it this way because- You don't I'm have KPIs. <laughs> yeah, and I, I don't have, I'm giving the wisdom instead of being evaluated on it. And also I was always a very creative person. Marketing really isn't about the creative. It's and not about- not anymore, you're right, and, and not so, anymore. I think what I envisioned at the age of 22, what marketing was, was probably agency work. Yeah. But even that. Because that's what I do is agency work. Yeah. I, and I don't think I would have liked it as much as I thought, because again, it's like measure, a lot of measurements. So God always puts you where you're supposed to be. And I think this is the career he, he gave me because I could do it. It's, you know, it's, it allows me to check a lot of boxes but it's also not very stressful. So I, I mean, I just, and, and, it, and it's, I've been able to always get a job. Has COVID affected, um, how has it affected your job? Are you working from home? Has it affected? Yeah, so I was I'm like, I'm in the, I, like, I live in San Francisco in the middle of all the tech stuff with all the high rises and full catering and all those kind of things. <laughs> so it was a big loss. So we had to go home, <laughs> a big loss. You have to make your own <laughs> lunch now. <laughs> I know, and like, it, cause everything's so expensive here. So like, ah, that, that was pain. That was a big expense. Um, we used to get like, I mean, just everything in the office, just food, free flowing food all day long. So um, <laughs> that is the only thing I miss because, <laughs> but I mean, I miss my, actually I do miss my people there, but most of my um, team has moved to um, a different location. So I didn't really see them too much anyway, but, but yeah, it's, so it's weird. And then on like the right before, or excuse me, right at the very beginning of the quarantine, I was actually living somewhere else in the city and I had to move. 
So I was really glad to move to my new place because I could spread out a lot more. I, um, so that was good. I was like living in a New York City size place before. Um, so I'm glad to have space and my second screen. And, and now like I'm used to it, but it, it's, it's okay. We do a tremendous amount of Zoom. Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, so. What would you say, um, since now that, you know, you've been in, you, you've started, like what's the best piece of advice you've gotten and what do you think is important? For okay. Them? My best piece of advice that I felt I got actually came when I was at a Federation event. The guest speaker was Sherry Lansing, um, who is yeah. the, <laughs> the president or CEO of Paramount Pictures, I'm forgetting which one. When you say Federation, um, you think talking Ron, uh, National Retail Federation. No, no, I'm sorry. I'm um, the Jewish Federation. Oh, okay, sorry. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I'm just um, thinking of but, consumer retail. Oh, sorry. I was. It was when I was on my hiatus for ten years. Yeah. And anyway, I do. And I, I valued what she said because it made so much sense. She said, "You can have it all." And this is for women. You right. can have it all, but it has to be sequentially. What that meant is that she she didn't have children of her own, but she was a stepmother, but she had an amazing career. She was president of a movie company, but she didn't have children. Right. So until later when she became a stepmom. And so that to me really spoke to how how it's important not to try to do so many things at once and just, you know, you could do it in phases. And so and that that's truly what I did. Um, but kind of not by my own design, but how it worked out. But I, I think about that because I don't think I would want to do this heavy of a career if I was still with my little ones at home. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. That would be really hard. And, so, and I do have them sometimes. So my older, my daughter's older, but my little one, like, oh, you just, it would be really challenging. And so I don't, I'm not into the whole like multitask and balancing. It's like you know, one thing at a time. So that's what I say to the young um, females that might be listening to this. I, I think with the males, it kind of is a little bit different because it is. they've got to have that continuity. <laughs> you know, everything has a way of working out the way it's supposed to, and it happens for a reason. And I do think you're, like you said earlier, God does have a plan. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and and I found that to be true over and, and over. So if we can impart that wisdom in these young kids, it's, I know they have that vision where, I can be, you know, everything, and and then you end up not being any one thing very good. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's true. I mean, it is nice to have something of your own, you know. Like when I wasn't working, I did have like a, a miniature um, professional organizing business that was just mine, no employees. It was just yeah. me, but it was like it was nice to have that, but it wasn't demanding in any way. Right. So, <laughs> but it's it's not. It's but I I do think it's important to take time out with your children and, you know, it just, you don't get that time back. Um, so it sounds like you've always um, been involved in Jewish charity and, and work with Jewish organizations. Mm -hmm. um, what made you choose career up or how did you get involved? And uh, I think that Bradley found me on LinkedIn. I think that's how it was. And as soon as he contacted me, I went, yes, I want to help in any way that I can with, with anything Jewish, of course, but particularly this. It was, so, it was just so different than anything I've seen. And I, I just hope that I can help somebody in some fashion. Have you done anything else with the organization? 
So not very long because, although some time has elapsed, but it was like right before the whole quarantine started, yeah. but I did go to one meeting. It was at the headquarters of Airbnb. It was oh, cool. really exciting to be there. It was like kind of a planning meeting. Like then that was it. After that, I think shortly after that, everything kind of collapsed around us. So <laughs> not the organization, but everything. So um, I haven't gone to anything yet. And then I think I had a conflict um, for one of the live events that they had before that. So I'm really looking forward to going to things when we can or helping in the meantime. Yeah, I am as well. You said you have a, uh, you have a teenager? I have an 18 year old who's going off to college in the fall if they allow it. And then I have a 10 year old. <laughs> so hopefully that 18 year old will get involved in a career up now too eventually, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So nice. uh, just to wrap this up, what one core value would you say has guided your life so far? Like, like what do you feel is like most, what value it like to, that do you use as your guide in personal and professional life? I, I always try to align what I'm doing with like what God would want me to be doing and making sure, and that would include giving and doing a mitzvah and, and, and just generally helping people. In my professional life, that's been a little bit, a little bit more challenging in the fact that I'm not exactly with Jewish people all the time. All right. But, um, but I, it's still, it, like, even so, I try to just bring, you know, be helpful and bring a, a, a good set of values into whatever meeting that I go to um, or whatever interaction that I have. 